there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. So, welcome to The Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Of course, the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, I'm your host, The Torch, JK. Today we have Tim with us. Hello. And we have Adam. All right. <laughs> we don't, I, I feel it's been like, it's been ages since I've started the podcast like that. Like properly for, for a start without instantly getting derail, derailed or distracted by something. So it's well, nice. It will still happen. It's just. It's oh yeah, just it's just a matter of time. It could happen yeah. in the next 20 seconds. Uh, but what we do on this podcast is we watch old episodes of Neighbours and then we discuss them sometimes. Uh, it, this might be one of the weeks where we don't really discuss it because there's lot, not lots that happen. But we'll, you never know. That's the best thing. There's not a lot that happened. There's five episodes worth. It just so happens that you've written fuck all down. Like, yeah, lot, there probably is a lot. You, you've said it quite a few times. Like, oh, there was no storylines. Honest, there was no storylines. No, there was nothing this week. On the week that you've not written anything, that's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> I am making excuses. So you, you've written no notes, Adam. You've watched three and a half out of five episodes. I've watched nothing. It's going to go well. This it's going to go fantastic. Uh, the I'm, episodes, I'm excited. The episodes that I did watch and I did make notes, but they're a bit scrambled. Uh, is episodes three thousand nine hundred eighty-one to eighty-five. Uh, Adam watched three and a half of those. Tim watched zero of them. Uh, but you can watch them on Daily Motion. UK Neighbours fans forever. Uh, you can also follow us on all the socials at Watch Neighbour, Patreon, all the stuff. You know where we are. You know where we are. <laughs> Literally just forgot the names of Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I well done. <laughs> we're not on Facebook. That's the one place we are. We're not on Facebook. You just said you can find us everywhere. Uh, no, I'm not on Facebook. No, we're not doing Facebook after what Candy's told us. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's out of solidarity with Candy's there. Are we on LinkedIn? Uh, I am on LinkedIn, yes. Not as a podcast. No, no, Jake. You said we're everywhere and we're not We're not on Facebook. We're not on LinkedIn. I don't know any other not social Not on MySpace media. either, actually, to be fair. We could get a MySpace page. We should definitely get a MySpace. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> Setting up a MySpace page. No, do the things you're supposed to be fucking doing tomorrow. (laughs) Stop coming out with new shit things that we don't need. Do the things (laughs) you're supposed to be doing tomorrow. (laughs) Job-wise, you can at least help us out. Come on. (laughs) Okay, maybe I won't get my space. I definitely will. (laughs) So, first storyline we want to talk about, or I want to talk about, is the first one I've written down. Uh, It's Ellie. I correctly predicted last week that Carl could be the father of Ellie. Uh, Ellie has been told by her supposed father that he is the father. So she's gathering evidence uh, to support this claim. Uh, she finds out that Carl is the same blood type as her. Uh, typo. If you want to know. Do you know what blood type you are? Nope. No, I don't either, to be honest. I'm surprised Tim didn't fucking ask for it on the fucking suit measurements, though, to be honest. He wanted, every, he wanted a fucking sperm sample. He might as well have had a blood type as well. <laughs> There'll be a few sperm samples on the suit after the event, I imagine. <laughs> well, if you do need sperm and blood samples, I'll just send you my underpants, and then you'll be able to get that. 
<laughs> That's the most oh. disgusting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> How long did it take? <laughs> disgusting. Neighbours podcast. <laughs> uh, do you know? Do you want blood type you are, Tim? No. No. Okay. Maybe we'll find that out. Maybe we'll do a live blood test on the on the podcast. Fucking hell. <laughs> This is, and that's where we find out you're Tim's father. <laughs> In fact, on since you got rid of Facebook, I don't know anymore. But wasn't I listed as your granddad for a while? Yeah, you was. <laughs> you yeah. did make yourself my granddad on Facebook. Uh, yeah. You can do it again if you want. I'm fine with that. No problem. I am. Yeah, I, sure I am right. friends with your wife to be on there, but don't. But not you. <laughs> that, that wasn't. You said you left Facebook. Next thing I know, you've added Grace. Like, all right. I no, guess no, no, no. I, I have a rule then. now. I have a rule now. So I did have to reset up Facebook because Messenger was, when Peyton was in Australia, Peyton, uh, Messenger was the most reliable kind of video format to do calls on. Calls. Uh, to, yeah. <laughs> to do live shows on. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I had to like set up like a, a very basic Facebook account. And then, so my rule is now I only befriend people who send me friend requests. That's my rule now. I mean, I've got a really that, that, friend. That doesn't solve your problem. You still end up with shit. Like, why, why not only be friends with people who are actually your friends? That'll no, do. This is more fun. This is more fun. I don't really go on it anyway, to be honest. I don't have it on my phone or anything. Like so, I'd have physically have to go onto my laptop and type in Facebook, uh, which I only ever do when, like, if I go on like Facebook Marketplace. Uh, this is boring. Fuck Facebook. Boring. Talk more anyway, neighbors shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So same blood type. And uh, also finds out that Susan didn't go skiing when they went on that skiing holiday. Uh, it was Carl and Liz who spent lots of time together on the slopes. So Ellie's like, "All right, okay, I know what goes down." That euphemism. Um, she sees them having a photo of just having a great time together and a laugh like the best busy mates uh, and then she starts quizzing Libby about stuff as well and she turns around to Libby and goes has Carl ever had an affair and Libby's like what have you heard and she confirms it and he's like oh has he just had the one affair or has he, he shed loads of birds and Libby's like oh no she says something like oh just the one you know about then so Libby loses a shit a little bit about that and and you're like oh fuck this is all coming to head then you get a phone then Susan gets a phone call from Liz saying yeah I'm coming down to see Ellie and I'll be here soon and then you get a knock at the door and you're like oh fuck it's a mum this is all gonna kick off it's all gonna and then you realise it's Mal Mal Kennedy Mal back Mal's back yeah he, he shows up in the fifth episode Fucking hell, I would have stuck around. <laughs> I know, he shows back up. And do you know what he said? It's really funny, right? <laughs> because he shows up. and oh, I'm like, watch this. Is everything all right? And he goes, oh, no, me and uh, me and Catherine have split up. And they're like, oh, fuck. Are you okay? And you're like, only fucking joking. She's absolutely fine. She just couldn't get any time off work. Is that what he says? Yeah. Little does he know. He's going to repeat those words 20 years later. 20 years later, look at that. I know. I thought it was really cool that I really really enjoyed that. Uh, but he shows up and he's got no clothes because someone, uh, someone's he's just his... naked. <laughs> he's got the pair of clothes that he's wearing and that's it. 
uh, but he has to wash them. So he has to wear Carl's clothes, which are way too big for him. And that's where we leave that storyline. Should have sent his measurements through. He should have sent his <laughs> sure Fucking enthralling caught. stuff so far. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't get through more episodes of this, Ed. <laughs> Why well, I've even missed this best bit with Mal appearing. I've I've yeah, I've not even got to the punchline here. Yeah. So Mal's I don't know, maybe Mal see I reckon Ellie's gonna quiz Mal about something. He's possibly seen something dodgy in the past going on, but has kind of repressed it and he's gonna suspect it even more. And then Liz is gonna show up. Ellie's gonna accuse her of it. And it's all gonna kick off and the truth will out. The truth always outs him. That, this, this Why are you aiming that at me? What have I been accused <laughs> of? Nothing yet, but it'll come out. <laughs> what during a speech at my wedding, I imagine. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of weddings, uh, Steph and Mark are pushing theirs forward because, of course, Mark is getting disinherited from his mum uh, because she doesn't like that. Uh, disinherited? Yeah, that's a word, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. You can imagine what it would mean. I've, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Chloe's mum saying she doesn't like Steph. She's a gold digger. I guess Steph's not happy about this. Um, she, yeah, she got, uh, wants to meet her. She writes up a prenup um, to get um, to, to take to Chloe and say, "Look, I've done this. I obviously don't want his money. I just like him, so just I'm going to marry him anyway." Right. Uh, and that's what she's planning on doing. And Chloe confirms that it's um, a legitimate contract. She does. She gets the lawyers to check over it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if you or Peyton had signed a prenup. Obviously, t- Tim, I imagine Grace is going to make you sign one. I imagine she'll have to, yeah. She, yeah, come on, like, otherwise you'll be taking, like, the stables, the parlour, the drawing room, all the chandeliers. The fucking butler, the footman, the carriage, the other carriage, the spare carriage, <laughs> and all the nice towels. <laughs> and none of that was written down, ladies and gentlemen. This is the, the talent that is Adam. I don't make notes. <laughs> Grace is rich. That's the joke. <laughs> Tim's a gold digger. That's the other joke. That's the other joke. Buy nursing with no broke cunts. <laughs> have you though? Have you done anything like that? Is there anything like that on the cards? What messing with broke cunts? No, but doing a prenup and things like that. I I doubt it. Is that even a thing in this country? I feel like you're too trusting yeah. you two. No, I mean I have made Peyton sign many, many NDAs, but <laughs> but no prenups, just <laughs> Just yeah, she can't she can't tell the press what's happening really. Uh, I I am gonna try though very very hard to um get the first ex- like the exclusive interview with Peyton when it does all go wrong. <laughs> I want to run like, my official podcast with the tell all tale. That's that's something I'm gonna go for. What was your what was your podcast be called, Adam? Um, I don't know. Just like it'd only be a special, it'd be a special just about that. So it'd just be called something like JK, we were right all along. <laughs> <laughs> we were right, he was a wrong gun. Oh, there you go, yeah. 
we go. You can have that one for free. Um, but I, of course, will copyright that. Well, no, she won't be able to speak. She's got the NDA. She won't be able. She she won't be able to give any. The whole the whole interview will be no answer, no comment. Yeah, but you might be dead by this point. See, so there's no way you can enforce them. Yeah, you can't slander a dead person, can you? You can't. That is a t-shirt. You can't slander a dead person. <laughs> and that's, that's this week's episode of title. <laughs> well, you can't though. You can't slander someone who's dead. You can say what you want about. They ne- they say never speak ill of the dead, but you can actually speak ill of the dead. You can say whatever the fuck you want about dead people. Ask Jimmy Savile. We can't. He's dead. Can. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you can say you fucked a load of kids. So whoa, <laughs> and nothing will happen whoa. to me for that. God. <laughs> This is what happens when you don't take notes. It's bad <laughs> enough when me and Adam are constantly shouting kayak and cunt and random things all the way through. Can't have you running off on one as well. <laughs> Why don't you keep bringing it back? Go on. Tell tell me more about this. I don't know. You said it all there, really. You know, she signs a print. She sorts a print up out. She gets the lawyers to check it and she's like, okay. There's more than that, though. Oh, no, Why there is. Actually, no, there is more than that. And then... So the mum goes, she she realises she she can't wiggle that angle. So she's like, well, you know, Mark is just doing this to, to get back at us, to lash out. You know, he makes impulsive decisions all the time. Just think about it. Just think about all the things that he's done. They're all impulsive. He's lashing out. It's not you. It's him. And Steph's a bit like, oh, fuck. She's quite convincing with this statement here. She was very convincing. She basically says, look, I, I was. it's not really about the money. I know that's what we all think and um, we're going to take the money off him and all that kind of stuff, but it's actually because he's he's done this before. He doesn't really love you. He's doing it to get back at me and his dad. Um, it's, he's that acting out kind of thing. And, he, and she's very convincing in this story. You can't really believe her because she's been such a bitch for the previous couple of weeks, but she is very convincing in this story. So my question to you is... Obvious one. Is she telling the truth? Is is Mark like playing it all a little bit? Or do you think she's just saying it now to try and, you know, weasel away out of it? Tim, what do you think? Because you're you're probably like, gonna go through this in the next couple of months. So is this truth or pedo? Is this this what we're playing? No, this is what would you call it? This is um I don't know. What do you call somebody who's 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 acting out and kind of trying to get back at their parents? With you know dating know. someone beneath them in some way or whatever it is, that, uh, Laura. <gasps> I'll keep that. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, she seems like a scummy lying ball bag. That's so what my do you prediction. Think, do you, you think she's a ball bag? Yeah. Okay. What are you saying, well, J.K.? Truth or ball bag? <laughs> ball bag. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I don't... No, nah, ball bag. I'm going to go truth there. You're both saying <laughs> ball truth. bag. <laughs> this is the thing now. JK, we need we need a new um, tone for this, yeah. whatever the word I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's not tone. It's not ringtone. Jingle. 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 That's the word. We, the, we need well, a truth or ball bag jingle. Well, then Mark's getting loads out. Like, I don't see why... You know, Mark's getting... He, he gets, he's got Steph. Steph's well hot. Steph's well cool. And... Yeah, why wouldn't he want to marry her? Why would this be at, at his parents? Uh, and I, I, I wouldn't see this as lashing out at all. I'd see this as cashing in, personally. 
Oh, I like that. Not lashing out, he's cashing in. (laughs) That's that's the name of the podcast, lashing out or cashing in. (laughs) I'll write that down as well. No, that makes too much sense. Don't pick that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then you get to have Joe Scully as your father-in-law. How fucking cool would that be? Pretty cool. I'd also be quite scared of him most of the time, though. I'd marry Jack Scully just to get Joe Scully as my father-in-law. Three daughters, but you 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 said you'd marry Jack. Okay, <laughs> that shows how badly I'd want Joe Scully to be my father. I think Joe Scully I'm... would absolutely beat the shit out of you. I don't <laughs> think you and Joe Scully would get on at all. You'd no, be I'm... like you'd be like smelling the wine, and he'd be like, "You fucking galah." <laughs> <laughs> No, he'd appreciate my input on the wine. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> appreciate it. I'll be like, Joe, get this one. This one's a better quality. You go, oh, thanks for that, mate. And you've saved me a couple of dollars. Let's have a beer. I think and you'd say, no, no. And you can go and fuck wine. my son. Oh, you're oh. so... What's <laughs> wrong with you? He hasn't got notes. That's what's wrong with him. Fucking disgrace. <laughs> Next storyline, go. storyline, let's go. Uh, well, we've got three minutes. So we can, we get, should we get a quick Okay, one? tell me something interesting from your own life in those three minutes. Go. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, there is a... We have to leave it in. No, speaking of speaking of the Scullies, Flickr's got a very short storyline. Uh, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's literally five minutes long. It starts in the middle of the episode, ends in the middle of the episode. So she goes up to Mark and goes, the chef's drunk and we've got to do one today. And he's like, oh, we're going to have to cook all the food yourself. And then they literally cut. Next scene, we cooked all the food. Fantastic. It's horrendous. There's one extra. There's there's no need. It's supposed to be a really busy, stressful day. It's not even just a do. I think it's like they've come to inspect the hotel or something. It's like a proper thing. Because it starts off like, oh, they're coming to do that. And Mark's like, oh, yeah, I've not slept. It's, It's a fucking big day, this. Then she comes in and said, just been in the toilets, the chef's levered. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to have to make all the food. He goes, oh, shit. They start making, and for some reason, all it's like a load of kids. They're about 15. There's about there's about eight of them in this kitchen making shoe pastry, of all things, which I imagine is a little it's bit really tricky. Yeah, shoe it's not, it's not like they're just putting shit in a soup and, and stirring it up. They're making shoe pastry. And then, like you said, they come back a little bit, probably two minutes later, we fucking smashed it. They've eaten all the food. They loved it. Let's all go to the pub. Do you know what he says? Do you know what he says? Drinks after work. He does. He says drinks after work. (laughs) It's really weird. There's no point. I thought this was going to be a big calamitous storyline and it was going to show like Mark snap or maybe him and Stafford go head to head or maybe his mum, who's one of the owners of the hotel, would be fuming about it. They made the shoe pastry. They ate the shoe pastry. Drinks after work. (laughs) <laughs> literally no no point it was like i thought it was going to be because i still think flick's got a bit of a thing for him so i thought it was going to be that they're going to have like a little moment and maybe steph catches him or it just kind of puts a bit of doubt in his mind and then you know with the mother putting doubt in steph's mind but no it's literally just to kill some time on this show we've got five minutes and we've got a kitchen to fill the scene in what can we do it's amazing they managed to fill 30 nearly 40 years and oh, yet still, you. for 40 years, that it was half filler. <laughs> Could have just done 20 years and made it amazing. Yeah, you've got to respect that, really. 
Uh, That's like us trying to fill time now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the Hancocks. Last week, we left Matt Hancock hiding away in a beach house. Terry, the police officer who's all over everything at the moment, uh, staked him out and she's ready to strike. But just as they're about to strike, she's like, no, I don't want Leo involved with this. Let Leo leave first. So she lets Leo get off. And she's like, right now, let's go in, in, in. They get in, but Matt's already gone. She'd left it too long. He's done a runner. He's disappeared. But don't worry, because he just shows up back home. He just goes home. He just goes home. So Evan and Maggie were right last week. He was going to come home eventually. Uh, But yeah, he just shows up. And they're like, oh, see you back home now. Evan has a bit of a go in. Rightly so, because he's been a prick. And then goes, oh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry for having a go at you. We were just worried. Uh, And then Terry shows up to to, uh, invest to the little kid, Leo. She tries to interrogate him about Matt. And he's like, you don't need to. I'm fucking here. She's like, well, you're arrested, cunt. He's <laughs> uh, so anticlimactic, this storyline. They uh, all are. They really are. <laughs> and then, and so they get to court and they're like, oh. Yeah, I thought this was really funny when they were in court. <clears throat> so they're like, oh, we need a decent lawyer or a QC. And they're like, oh, well, we can't really afford one. So we've got this cunt. Uh, I think he's told his boss, so told he's learning the ropes at the moment. And this guy's basically the guy who's in charge at the told his law offices. Um, So they get this guy in and they're like, whoa, is he any good? And they're like, well, he's pretty much all we can afford, so we'll get him in. And then, so they've got this guy. He looks like he's, you know, what's he called? You know the guy in in The Simpsons, Gil, who never has a job? And he's always oh, like yeah. in trouble and he'd get fired and he's always doing something else. That's what he reminded me of. It was like Gil, <laughs> the lawyer, who's just shit at his job, tie undone, <laughs> like sweat all over his face and everything. He was awful. So he gets up to do his little speech, like whatever it is, the welcome address or the plea or whatever it is to kind of talk it up for Matt. And he starts off, the first thing he says is, do you want to say it? No, you say it, you say it. So he, he opens he opens the whole thing. So you're trying to get the jury on your side, the judge on your side. You're trying to um, talk his talk his case up and all that kind of stuff. And he literally says, "He's been a fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. Fun. He yes. says this guy's a fucking idiot. He he did the drag racing. Idiot ran away from home. <laughs> idiot when when on the run from the police. Ran away from the hospital. What a fucking idiot. But then he goes pretty much, but he's a nice lad. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> oh, he's a harmless idiot, apart from the guy who's on his deathbed, Harold, who's blind, the kid that was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a harmless kid, though. The harmless idiot. But then, and the, but then like... And then- and then even if you hadn't heard it, if like the jury had dozed off or, some, or someone wasn't listening, he finishes the whole thing off by going... Yes, he's a fucking idiot. And that's it. And he sits down and looks at him like, I rest my case. Like he's fucking saved the day. I did my best there. He's getting yeah. off now. Instantly, the judge goes, right, get him in fucking jail. <laughs> yeah, the judge does. So he finishes it and he sits down, says, sorted it, everyone. And the judge goes, <laughs> fucking prison. Yeah. <laughs> Prosecution doesn't even have to stand. Well, They're just like, well, we can't say anything better than that. We're done. Yeah, I was going to call him an idiot as well. So, 
Yeah. So, so he gets taken. He gets taken away, don't he? He's literally take the prisoner uh, away. He's in remand centre. Uh, now we know. We do know from uh, the finale of Name is that remand centres are over overpopulated. So he could go well, to like twenty years ago. So they might be all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, but yeah, he's he makes a phone call to the Hancocks, tells the little annoying kid, uh, "What's that little annoying kid? Little Emily. annoying girl, Emily, that to give his mum a hug." Oh, she's she's definitely placed Lolly as the annoying kid as well. Lolly's nowhere to be seen. I think we've no, missed that story. I think we've missed that storyline where Lolly yeah. goes. Lolly's probably feral somewhere at this point. <laughs> yeah. because... You don't see her at all because you'll get to Lou hobbling about with his back, won't you? And we don't see her once. She doesn't come yeah. to visit him at the hospital or anything. She's fucked off, I think. Yeah, no, she, yeah, he, he doesn't even mention her, to be honest. He's not asked. He never was. No, he never was. Uh, yeah, she's the, annoying, she's the new annoying kid now. Because when the police come to arrest Mark, she's just fucking around playing in the police car and setting all the She turns the siren on. Yeah. Police officer. Like, like this little kid go sit in the police car. She turns on the fucking siren and everybody shits it. Yeah, while they're arresting his brother, you wouldn't let her sit in the front. No, you wouldn't. Would you'd, you? sit, you'd sit her in the back in the fucking cage. <laughs> so yeah, and so Evan and Maggie are like, oh fuck, that that lawyer was a bit shit. He's like, well, that's all we could afford. She's like, well, we're gonna have to sell the house, aren't we? That's the only option now. We're going to have to sell the house, and that's how that ends. So it looks like the Hancocks are probably going to fuck off, I imagine, very soon. I don't think we're going to be seeing much more of them, if I'm honest. No, they're not They're not the best either, are they? No, they're really not. Evan's completely useless. Uh, I try not to slag off the actors on this show, but Maggie, Maggie is the most one-note. Yeah, she's not Actually, bored. She can't deliver any line apart from one single way. Yeah. Um, um. And she always, she's not even looking, she never seems to be looking at the person that she's talking to either. I always find that weird about actors. Like, actors who have to be looking at, like, the chin or the nose or the forehead. Like, because eye contact is going to distract them. Surely that's going to draw out the natural connection, you fucking freak. Yeah. How Toadie fancies her, I've got no idea. Toad, if you really think about it, Toadie in real life. You know when they take like South Park characters and, and draw the real life version of them? Yeah. Imagine what Toadie is really like if he if he's a real person. It's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> Where he came from, his storyline, his wives, all the relationships. He, he's a pretty weird dude if you think about it. But, you know, it, it, it it's only sustainable on that road. It was for 20 years, 25 years. Yeah. So the Hancocks, and not, I don't, uh, they'll be gone pretty soon, I reckon. They'll, they'll have to sell the house. They'll get Matt out and then they'll, they'll just get off in the taxi, which would be good because we'll get a new family. And we love new families as long as they have Hancocks who are shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about Lou and Harold, shall we? Uh, so Harold's back home. Uh, Carl brings him back home. Lynn, Lynn's been stocking up the fridge in the freezer for him. Uh, again, Lynn was looking quite sexy in this episode. Wow. This twice <laughs> I thought that Lynn looks quite sexy, and I've never thought that before. Uh, but she looks all right in this episode. Um, just saying, just saying. No, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. 
Uh, but she's she's probing Lou a lot about Rosie. I think she's trying to get to the bottom of what's going on, who actually wants, who's trying to crack onto her. There's a, bit of that, there's a bit of fixing up as well. She probably wants to Yeah, I think so. But I, I think I think she's concerned that they're both going to go and fall out over Rosie. Um, I think that's maybe a concern. Uh, and then they're also trying to convince Lou, because Harold's fucking useless, because even though he can see, he's still walking around with his eyes closed. Uh, not to strain his retinas. So he's fucking useless. He spills his cup of tea, cup of tea everywhere. Uh, he... He can't, he, he, he's just fucking useless. So they're trying to convince Lou to move in with him for a bit and uh, to like be his helper, especially because he's got a bad back as well. They can kind of look after each other a little bit. Why Lou? Don't know. So we can get some Lou and Harold hijinks. That's what it all is. And it continues like these, the make it, they're having, sitting down and having the tea together. Um, and then they're putting some batteries in the in the remote control, and he's putting um, them in more work. Way. And that's because Harold can't see, and he's put them in the wrong way round. And then Harold goes off to make a brew or something, falls over. Lou goes to help him and falls over as well with his back. And they're both <laughs> lying on the floor, and you think, "Oh no, is this going to be? Is this dangerous? Is this? Are they going to die?" And then they just both start giggling on yeah. the floor. That Harold scene, and Lou. That scene could have gone either way. Like that was that was very much dictated by the music because it, you could have put a little bit of dramatic music in. You're like, oh fuck, Harold and Lou are down for the count here. No one's going to say. It was the end. It was the cliffhanger of the episode. Yeah. And you thought, oh god, one of them's going to die. No, they've just fallen into oh, they start playing hysterics the, on the, the comedy pan floor. music. And... <laughs> They're just laughing about being fucking awesome, useless. Uh, which is hope, which is what I hope I'll do when I'm old and useless. Is I'll laugh about it and I'll see the funny side of it. <laughs> That's you now, surely. <laughs> no, I'm just useless right now. <laughs> you, you've seen how my day, my first day off has panned out. I didn't do day anything off. I was meant to. Right, and now we're laughing about it. That's what I mean. <laughs> As long as tomorrow you're not face down on the kitchen floor, and like that's not funny. Like, <laughs> uh, but this also kind of bleeds into the Tad storyline a little bit as well, because Tad, of course, DJ Detonator, uh, he was he was DJing a, a skating uh, BMX kind of thing because it's 2002 and that's massive. Uh, and then some dude comes up and goes, "Hey, you're cool. You're a good DJ. I'm a DJ." Do you want to come to Australia and DJ places? And he's like, oh, I'd fucking love to. But I need to look after Harold. Uh, then he has a chat to Tony. He goes, ah, Harold will be all right. Lou's moved in. See you, cunt. And Does he go? Does he leave? And he's, he, he agrees that he's going to go by the end of that fifth episode. So I don't oh, I don't think he'll hang around now. I think he's just... You I think, think he's going to go? Yeah, I think this isn't done now. Shit. Yeah, because he's already he's got over his conscience of leaving Harold behind. Yeah, but I spotted what in one of these episodes, um, Holly Valance wears a bikini, so I don't know why he's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I spotted that as well. Uh... You're too busy looking at a mum, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Slightly more legal looking at Lynn at this Fair point. point yeah, this <laughs> Uh, speaking, well, might as well finish off with the, another Scully. Uh, Shell is still having a body image issues. Uh, Flake's wearing a bikini, and they're going to go to this BMX thing. 
and then Shell comes out in all right clothes, just absolutely fine. Like hoodie and hoodie and jeans. Yeah, just hoodie pants. You say all right clothes, and I agree with you because she wears like baggy hoodie jeans, whatever she's she's doing that. She gets on the skateboard. She's going to do a bit on the skateboard. I missed this bit. Is there a bit? Why does she get on the skateboard to take part in this event? Oh, because she's getting egged on. Uh, okay. So, so the, the, this is this is really inclusive in 2002. So what they do is there's a load of skateboarders in BMXs. And then Tad goes, right. So now it's the girls have a ghost part of the day. But it's literally <laughs> a fucking line of girls who get to have a go on the skateboard <laughs> and the bikes. But then and is and goes very very slowly and everyone goes yeah it's fucking great she's wearing a bikini uh, and then she goes come on Michelle come on you have a go you have a go and she's like all right I think I might be all right this I'll have a go she gets on starts doing all right first then falls on her ass everybody you say starts doing all right she lasts about two seconds on the fucking skateboard and then she, and not a goes up a hill or a ramp or anything literally straight and then just goes. Bump, gone. Bump. She's gone. But I don't know what she was expecting here. She's never been on a skateboard before. Like I'm yeah. all for get, like, a bit of inclusive, in, being inclusive and stuff like that. But if you've never been on a skateboard before, boy, girl, fucking horse, you're falling off that skateboard straight away because yeah. you don't know how to skateboard. I'm not sure what she was expecting to happen. Also, makes no sense. Makes no sense. And you said about her clothes, she wears the hoodie, the jeans, whatever, brilliant. She wears open-toed shoes when yeah. she gets on the skateboard. <laughs> and, and I just thought, what, straight away, what are you, you're not helping yourself. What? I, this isn't going to end well. Lo and behold, she fell off in two seconds. Shit. And then goes off for a little cry. What were you expecting to happen? Yeah, everybody does laugh at her. It wasn't that funny. Like, everyone no. is killing themselves laughing. There's about 50, 60 people there all killing themselves laughing at her. And, and it's not that funny. But yeah, she has a go. She goes a little cry. And she's feeling even more horrible about herself. Oh, oh, just asking for shit. It's annoying. Don't get on the skateboard. Like, there was no need for her to do it. Like, I know she might have got egged on a little bit. And I get that's that's tricky. But no, because you can't it's one, it's one of those. It's one of those things, though. Like you say... You, there's egging on it's like oh jump off the high dive anyone can do that it's called gravity but skateboarding or like playing a piano whilst wearing oven gloves you can't just do that if you've never done it before (laughs) it's not gonna happen i'm glad you added the oven gloves to that tim because you could have just said playing the piano when you don't know how to play the piano because you can (laughs) i added the oven gloves because she added the, the open shoes. Because she added nice. awkward shoes on. So I thought, yeah. No, you're right. You're quite right. Yeah. You can't just magic out of the sky. I don't, I don't know no. what, they, what she was hoping for. It's not a bravery challenge. No, but she's feeling really bad about herself. But I think you would have missed this bit, Adam. So she's feeling really bad about herself. Joe Scully's like, don't worry about it. You, had, you gave it a go. I'm proud of you. You know, you're fantastic. And then... Uh, at the door shows up a little Irish lad called Connor. Of course. Now I remember think, this guy. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember this guy as well. Uh, a little yeah, Irish 2002. lad. Yeah, um, he shows up and goes, "Oh, I'm a friend of Jack Scully's. He's told me to check you out. I can come stay with you." Which is the most overused storyline in Neighbours. I'm a friend of some other character who's not here. They've told me I can <laughs> swing by. <laughs> And then every time they go, oh, right, 
okay, they didn't tell us. And then the next scene, they go, yeah, yeah, they did. I, I've confirmed it. They did say I was fine. You uh, are now officially that. part of this family. You can live here for as long as you're run. Yeah, they did say the you. I've checked the cast sheet and you're on there. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And he's a little Irish lad and he seems to have taken a little bit of a shine into Shell. Uh, he's being very... He likes a fat lass, does he? I do recall. Wow. I do recall <laughs> them being pals. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is where Shell will find some confidence because a little Irish lad from 2002 fancies her. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Seamus, but <laughs> he is basically a little Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google him now. <laughs> um, should we talk about? Uh, we'll talk about Drew and Libby. Oh, I was sure that was the last one because there is nothing else to talk about at all. So brilliant. Go on. No, we've got two and Libby. Uh, So not much really, to be honest, but they they finally get to bang uh, is is pretty much the story there. They organise a date night. Uh, Libby's struggling. She turns off her phone and then Warriors turns it back on. Uh, But eventually they get home and they... uh, and then they realise that they've both talked about their prospective t- sex lives to both of Scully's. Uh, so uh, Libby's had a chat with Lynn. Joe's had a chat with Drew. And then Libby, Libby leads Drew into the bedroom going, I've got to show you what Lynn told me. Uh. <laughs> which may be which probably what triggered me, to be honest. In the next <laughs> <scene. laughs> Well, yeah, I'm, I'd be very intrigued to find out about that, I bet you would. Yeah. Um, maybe it was the uh, the limber ladybird. <laughs> <laughs> that is, of course, a reference to an episode a couple of weeks ago. Uh, can't remember what it was called. It was about neighbors versus time travel. It should have been called Limber Ladybird. Now we think about it, <laughs> but I probably named it something completely fucking different. That made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the one that's Neighbours versus Time Travel. Uh, right, last storyline, and they're all a bit damn squids, this one. I was trying to end on a good one, but I can't really. Squib. Yeah, damn squid. squid. He, he damn fell into that trap. Squib. Squib. <laughs> yeah. Not squid. But squids are damp, though. They are, <laughs> and that's why everybody, everybody does it. I've said it in the past. Everyone thinks it's damp squid, and there's actually something on Twitter that's called the damp squid. And if people put in damp squid, they might. I got a message once saying, "Oh, I can't believe someone else has, has, has mentioned me in something." Don't you mean the damp squid? That's this a thing. There you go. That's good. Do, do you want? Do you want to know? Do you want me to bore you with what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um, I mean, the, the shortest version of a squib is a type of explosive. Yeah. So you don't really want that being damp. Because it doesn't work. Yeah, because it won't. Yeah, because it won't go off then. Uh, however, this podcast will go off. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll be the damp squid, which is a good thing. <laughs> which is a good name for this podcast. <laughs> so we'll talk squid. about D and Stu. And um, so Stu is, of course. Decided that he doesn't want his ex fiance anymore. He's decided he's all in on D. Uh, which at D, at this point, just decides that she's not quite sure and needs more time to think. Despite demanding that Stu thinks about it and makes up his mind, he does make up his mind. And he goes, Ah, 
maybe I need time now to think about it. So she, he's like, all right, well, go for a walk then. Clear your head. She goes for a walk. She goes to the coffee shop and then Darcy's there. And Darcy, despite slinging it up Terry at the moment, is still <laughs> trying to... He's a proper sleazebag, isn't he? He is proper <laughs> sleazebag. Uh, I, I love him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he cra- he's still cracking on to D. He's like, oh, you're still with that little kid, Stu. He's a bit of a baby, isn't he? What a dickhead. Do you want to get him with a real man like me? Remember all those times we shagged that it was dead good? We could do that again, you know. We could do it right now in this coffee shop if you want. Um, or something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dee's like, oh, yeah, I do want to kind of shag Darcy again. I'm going to break up with Stu. She does uh, not say that at all. <laughs> it's not even implied. She gives Darcy <laughs> loads of shit, basically calls him a sleazebag, but does take on board the fact that Stu is a bit immature and maybe she's not really into it, so decides to Oh, actually, no, he does say to her, does he say something like, oh, you know, you want something you can't have and then when you have it, you don't want it anymore? I think he says something like that to her and she goes, I maybe. Her, actually. Because uh, she wanted Darcy when he was with, with Tess, so... She's like, oh, actually, that does kind of ring true. So she goes to Stu, right, I'm going to break up. And he goes, nah, we're not breaking up. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, no, no, we're not, we're not going to break up. And she's like, no, 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 we are going to break up. And he's like, no, I've decided we're going to break up. And uh, no, you just, you just going to have to stick with me, I'm afraid. We're going to have some fun. And um, which is just really weird and possessive. And well, she kind of does, though, for a little bit. She, she just kind of goes go along with it. Yeah, we're having a bit of a laugh when we went to the coffee shop, but then a bit later. Tody says to Stuart, well, you can't really do that. If she says it's not happening, then it's kind of not happening. So he goes and says, okay, yeah, it's not happening. But then she, but then I think it's weird because she's like, do you want to walk me home? We live in the same house. Yeah, it's very weird. It doesn't really weird. sit right with me. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's not a nice situation, really. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're over. So there we go. Oh, over as quickly as it started. Uh yeah, Will what's the longest running storyline right now? Is there anything at all? Uh, it was probably Libby and Drew not shagging. That was probably in your weird, head, that was it's the a weird line. time. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like they've literally, it's, like like, the dra- it's probably the drag racing kind of thing and Matt getting sent to prison. Yeah. That's the longer, yeah. But I can't, okay. I can't, like, I imagine the next podcast we do, they'll be leaving the show as well. Oh, as yeah, well. it's five more episodes in it, so that'll be the end of that. Yeah. But yeah, lots of little stuff, like even more so than usual. Like Neighbours always does these little ep- these little storylines that they drop instantly. But like they drop their whole Libby and Drew wife beater one instantly. <laughs> yeah, because they knew they they immediately they don't even want a little bit of heat on Drew. No, you can't you can't turn Drew, you can't turn Drew heel. No point. No. no. Like even when he like, he was being a bit of he was being a bit of a grump in this episode and he was having a go at Stu and stuff, but you're like, nah, he's right. He's absolutely right. Yeah. Being a grump just normalizes him. Yeah. I think though, if there's lots of little ones at the moment, that means a big one's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully with the uh awesome. the introduction of Liz next week, some sparks will fly in the Kennedy household, some secrets will get revealed. Um uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, but until then, uh, oh, yeah. so next episodes are uh, 3,986 to, to 90 if you are watching along with us. Uh, Daily Motion UK Neighbours fans forever. But until then, I want to say thank you to Tim. Thank and, you. Welcome. Thank you. And thank you to you, Adam. No props. Uh, you've been good friends and we've watched some 
Neighbours. <laughs> See you next That's week. a good say, that, because there was no word there. <laughs> if you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.